This is Matt Bird, the Chief Executive of Cinnamon Network International. I'm really thrilled today to have a guest, Top, from Pretoria in South Africa. Welcome. Thanks, Matt. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, it's really wonderful. We're going to have a great conversation today. And uh, I'm, we're, Cinnamon Network and Dr. Dayo are great friends in South Africa and around the world. So um, it's really great uh, to be working together with you. Yeah, fantastic. Now, you, you run a, a really interesting um, church community project. Fascinates uh, me. Is, is how it started. Um, um, so it, it, you know, the project's about a, a church is adopting a police station and then doing stuff together. We'll come to that in a minute. But, mm. but, but how did you get going with that? I hear you wanted to do some filming and, and that's where it began. <laughs> yeah, it's actually funny. And I think you know, knowing who God is, the way that he works with his children is fascinating. I mean, I'm a, I'm a dad of three kids and I want them to discover things about me, about our family, about their lives. And I think God just does the same thing with us because um, the way we not stumbled upon it, but actually discovered how God wants us to engage with our community was fascinating. Um, as, a, as a church and as a ministry um, in, in the different cities where Dr. Day is active, our mission is transformation of cities, you know, seeing God, God's reign in, in a city and, and identifying different areas where God can work. But you don't always know where they are. You just have to be a normal citizen and be open to what God wants to do in different yeah. places. So what was happening was we did a sermon series um, that involved the life of Joseph from the Bible and talking about how you find yourself in a difficult place and how to think about your circumstances and God involved in that. And in order to make that visible to the congregation, we wanted to do a video shoot and interview Joseph from the Bible in a modern way in the different <laughs> stages of his story. Ah, wonderful. So, so where do you find a jail? Because, you know, Joseph was thrown in jail. And so we thought, you know, we can't make a fake one. How do you, how, what do you do that people will actually think it's a jail? So we thought, let's call the closest police station um, and ask them the unconventional thing if we can use one of their cells, pre presuming they're empty, to film. Yeah. Apparently, it was a big thing because we were not allowed to show the logo of the police station. They can get in trouble, but they said it's fine. We can do it. So we, we actually went in there, got um, all the clothing, got the actor in there, and we <laughs> did a photo shoot of him behind bars asking him, hey, Joseph, how are you doing? Are you fine? You know, how's that feel to be innocent and all that? And as we walked out... One of the policemen said, listen, who are you guys? We said, no, we're Dr. Day. We said, of course, only Dr. Day would do something silly as that. <laughs> um, or I, I, I interpreted he meant um, remarkable, out of the box. Of course. Um, and, and, but as we left, the, not the commander, but the, the person responsible for the public relations was seeing us out. And, um, and I just turned around and I said to her, listen, um, is there anything we can pray for you guys about? She said, what do you mean? I said, no. You know, we are in the city together. What can we pray for you guys? Um, that led to a meeting where we just asked them to pour out their reality to us um, and tell us where they're at as a police station. And I think our eyes were open to a bigger reality that we've never seen or anticipated. And in that moment, God birthed just this deep passion for the people serving our community yeah. from police stations. So what stations. sort of things I, did they say, Tops? What was the reality? Where were they um, feeling the pressure? I think the biggest place they mentioned to us was on personal level, Matt, because the, a silly r revelation that we had, and it's silly because, I mean, you, you, 
you forget sometimes that a policeman or a woman is a real human being. You know, they, they get hungry, they have kids, they have families, they don't have perfect days. And the attitude of any person going into a police station is, I've got a crisis, crisis, you need to help me right now. I want good service, I want a good attitude, I want efficient processes to serve me. You demand that and we're very upset when it doesn't happen, but we forget that the person behind the counter has perhaps got a sick child somewhere, um, has got financial issues. And now we come with our issues, we dump it on them, we demand good service, but we forget that that person has got a reality influencing how they function. So they just said, listen, these people are in desperate need of care, love, support. Uh, And we said, but that's what we are here for. That's what the church is doing. So that was the biggest thing they mentioned. Another thing, we suddenly realized the obvious thing, you know, these people are real humans. They need to be cared for, protected. They go in dangerous situations. They respond to homicides and murder cases and accidents. It's it's a tough job. And we want them to just deal with it in their stride and be nice to us when we're there, you know. So so suddenly we realized that's the biggest thing they mentioned. And we said, as a church, there's an outcry from them and we must engage them on that kind of level. Yeah. And the second thing, Matt, was just the environment. I mean, we realized, and how many people have not commented on the, the environment that you work in? What does your house look like? If, if you've got a if you've got a space in which you have to work that's a mess that doesn't look well that's not cared for that's not looked after in a way aesthetically not in a good space how can you be confident and happy about your environment and we saw just it was in an absolute state there was really a need for them to work in a better environment so we thought we need to engage um, there just to make their space look better not just for them for the for for the for the citizens as well engage yeah. there i mean you you're not going to expect something great if you come in there doors are hanging on their hinges broken windows are cracked not repaired so we thought let's let's make that a, a beacon of hope and a beacon of light for mm. the community yeah by your engagement from the people and the environment and the third thing we realized is constant prayer for them. I mean, you can't go in and out. Um, the sustainability of our connection with them was the, one of the highest values. If, if they really want to believe and have trust that the church is there to help support, help them support them and partner with them in their mission, we need to be there all the time. Yeah. Um, and our prayer support towards their needs and their leadership and the, th- the struggles they go through, that was probably yeah. the next big thing we realized we yeah. had to engage with. So, so prayer for them at a personal level, for their families, prayer for them, for their professional work, and then kind of improving their environment in which they were working. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. And, and what sort of results, what's the impact of this been, Tops? It's actually shocking how easy it was to get the first impact. Us being there regularly, praying with them at their parades. Um, amazing things happen. I mean, God sent really godly people, uh, Christians, to to go into leadership positions. At the same time, we started engaging. The, the, the commander of this specific station is a worship leader at his church, a very influential guy. So we joined their parades, starting praying for them. That was the first thing, just to pray with them at their parades. Those parades turned into worship sessions where dif- different cultures, and backgrounds were worshiping out loud that the sound of praises to God was you know, resounding through the building and through the alleys and the, and the offices there. And so we saw just a spiritual atmosphere change in the place. Yeah. Um, I think the basic need of anyone just feeling you're not alone, the community knows you and appreciates you. We yeah. have people in tears. If you just say, listen, we know where you guys are at. And we just would appreciate them for who they are and their families. People would start crying. Because oh, somebody, out, somebody outside these walls are not 
concerned with their own issues more than the people working there. And we just said, we know you've got tough situations. We know that you're real human beings and you have to make life work for you. We appreciate you and God loves you. We love you. Just that changed the whole atmosphere of the leadership and of the people working there. Um, I would greet policemen and women in the street and tell them, hey, how are you guys doing? We're from the church. And and they would just open up, drop all defenses and just share with us how it's going. One of my team leaders um, in church was stopped at the the normal road uh, block from from police. Um, And he said, hi, guys, I'm from the church. How are you guys doing? Suddenly, it became this big conversation next to the road on what's happening there and, you know, how things are getting better. So suddenly, that becomes real to the community and they're not just these people working there somewhere in an office. So yeah. that happened. Um, the partners in church, I think they grabbed it. We had a, a bunch of people that formed a committee and yeah, they've been pouring some money into it. We've replaced um, all the kitchens inside. That was in a mess. All the plumbing, um, uh, all the paint on the inside, all the signage. They didn't have wow. anything doing signage. So if you come in there, it was just different printouts from your computer, that computer, something written yeah. in the hand. So suddenly the whole place has got a very professional looking signage where to go to what office how the numbering yeah. works the phone number sort of that and the physical gardens we had people going into the gardens and putting out old plants planting new things making sure it looks well if you if you get to the place and um, so we've seen remarkable change on the physical yeah. level and not just that matt we've seen them performing as a police station they were one of the lowest performing police stations in the sector of i think about 35 i can't, I can't remember a great number but um in the sector in this part of the city they were performing so low um, in terms of crime rates and convictions and uh, follow-up on cases. And they, in I think about in a year and a half, they moved from one of the lowest performing to, if not the best, the second best performing one. That's uh, nice. I, 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 saw, I, I saw the spreadsheets of all the graphs. The yeah. commander showed me. He was so excited. He said, look, we're in the green on everything. Look how we're growing, <laughs> how we're performing. So on physical level, on spiritual level, on, phys- on, 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 on community level, yeah. um, less crime in the area. And yeah. that was remarkable. And we, I mean, I thought in my maybe lack of faith, God, maybe in five years and 10 years, yeah. we'll see something change. It was right. 18 months and we saw remarkable change. Yeah. So you started this in uh, one of the Doxadale churches. And, and mm. now I understand that it started in, in about 10 other Doxadale churches. Is that right? It's true. It's true. It's, it's, um, it was actually funny now you're saying that. I shared with one of the guys who were very influential in our campus in Doxadale about the dream. I said, imagine we've got police stations. Instead of a place you fear because you don't know if you can, you know, it will be served there for whatever need you have. What if it becomes, like I said earlier, a beacon of hope that you can go there and as you go there, people will be there receiving you with love, care and, and really wanting to serve you. Imagine every police station in our city and he said, whoa, 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 let's just, you know, go easy on it. Let's trust God for one first and we'll see the rest. But what then happened in a short time, as I was sharing the victories of what was happening there with my fellow uh, campus yeah. leaders and pastors and the leadership of Doxadeo, uh, it was it was obvious that God had an agenda and a clear picture for us to impact the city by connecting with the police station, especially yeah. because our vision is the same. It's amazing. Um, How much help did these other Doxadeo churches need to start the project? Was it just the idea and they thought we could do that and they went away and did it? Or did you provide some training and advice? I think what I've probably shared with you now, I shared with them. I said, guys, connect with them and find out what needs they have. So they did that. They um, they actually connected with them, found out what their needs were, shared the vision with the congregation, invited people to get involved. Uh, and yeah. they just came forward. It was a very natural engagement from the congregation to the needs of the police. 
wonderful that is so beautiful tops and uh mm. you know i know you're uh we're now in conversations with cinema network south africa mm. so actually can we help you share this story to a much wider church network across south africa yeah, the churches yeah. that aren't necessarily part of the Doxodeo network of churches might also start this because you know you can see this spread all over the country of course and i think what we already are seeing i'm actually having a meeting next week with two other churches that are also connected to the police station um, and blissfully unaware of each other until we discovered, hang on, we're all in this community. So next week we've got the first step actually to have churches from different denominations in the area, the same passion and heart to serve them, connecting um, and with unity approaching the police to say, now it's not just Doxodeo, it is the church in the city connecting with you. And I think that's our mission, that you know, the, more, the more people, yeah. Christ believers, understanding what God wants to do in our community and especially seeing the police as one of the pivotal places to get a, a, a community healthy and secure, the, the better. So the more people taking hands yeah. with that, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited and I'm looking at Facebook and Instagram and all the different places because every now and then there's a testimony of someone from another church saying, I've been to this police station. Guys, I can't tell you what great service I received. I can't tell you how efficient they yeah. were. So yeah. it's experienced not just by our church people, it's everyone in the community. So I think the more people taking hands yeah. with us, yeah. the better for the kingdom yeah yeah i think when a church realizes that its mandate is to transform community one of the obvious partners for us as a church is the police because the police are there to build safer and stronger communities and if we want to see that as well we've got everything in common in terms of working together and working collaboratively uh, to see that happen so it's exciting uh, what you're seeing happen in uh, Pretoria, South Africa and soon to yeah. be beyond. So leaders are listening to this, this Talking Transformation podcast in cities around the world and they're probably thinking, maybe I should go and talk to my police station uh, and see how we can engage. So what three bits of advice would you give to other leaders tops uh, about how they engage in this way? Matt, yeah, I think there are a couple of practical things that we've learned. Um, the first thing I would say is to really start praying uh, for a divine connection with inside the police station. We've had yeah. people just approaching a police station saying, we're here to help. And they're very skeptical that there's no relationship because, you know, is there something you want to benefit? Is there some corrupt motivation behind uh, your approach? So we always pray for the right person um, of peace um, yeah. and then pray that God will really prepare he, his or her heart to connect with what God wants to do. So that's the first thing. Really in prayer, um, lift up the police station and pray for the right person. And I think then friendly approach to them, making an appointment, asking for the commander, um, the person with high ranking, and, and sit down and say, listen, we want to serve you guys. This is what we want to do. Um, and, and not come with any agenda of, and we want to do A, B, and C. But we want to know what are you guys doing with, what are the challenges that you are facing that we can partner with you. Yeah. Uh, the moment you bring your agenda, they, and people have great ideas how to improve. The, the backseat driver attitude doesn't serve us in this, in this regard. So we must come and say, you know, we want to serve you in what you want to do. And I think once that is in place and we know the need, I think the next thing is to be very 
op- realistic, but then optimistic in taking it to the congregation and saying, guys, yes. here is the need, the local need. Share the vision. Saying yes. we are here to serve our community. We are here for the peace of our city. So, so let's see where we can serve them and these people in a sustainable way that they will experience the love of God. And then connect it with significant people in church who's got the drive, who's got the vision. Find the people whose hearts are opening up and that you can see are responding to this vision um, and activate them in relationship, but also in practical ways then to 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 then connect with whatever needs you feel as a campus or as a as a ministry or as a as a church in the area can actually help them out of the strength that you have from your people in church. Yeah, um, that's and I right. think it's a, it's a, it's as simple as that. And then share yeah. the stories, share the stories, yeah. so, so people firstly, know of it. Start in prayer, pray for um, that that man or woman of peace who is going to be your your bridge uh, in the into the police team, the police station. Secondly, to uh, to, to set up a meeting with uh, with with a high-ranking person in the in the team who you can meet with and and and, and hopefully they'll become that bridge or enable that bridge to happen. Mm. Uh, and thirdly, then make the needs of the uh, the police team, police station known to your congregation and and see who responds and steps forward. You know, to to resource and to help. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I think anybody listening could go away and do those three things now, Tom. I believe so. so. Thank I you believe so, so much for doing uh, this podcast, uh, Talking Transformation today. Uh, we pray this inspires uh, city leaders around the world to engage mm. more with their local police forces. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Matt. It was great talking to you.